Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to episode four of Blood Culture. Oh, Saul's in trouble, isn't he? I'm Lance, and even as co-creator, I'm just worried about Saul on this one. Uh, my name's David, I'm the co-writer, and we're going to come back to you after the episode for a further chat. But for now, here we go with... Episode 4 of Blood Culture. It's 1pm. Livy is driving to Dad's van, which is parked out in the countryside, in a lay-by at the very top of the downs. Come on. Come on. It's remote and private. Don't give on me and up a very long steep hill no. she's on foot now circling the summit watching the ambulance the back door is open two figures sit on the rear fender a thick haze of smoke swirling about their heads she should wait for me but her blood is up and there is no stopping her she makes her way to the front of the van the driver's door is unlocked the cab is filled with pungent fumes the two sit together, facing out across the hills. What is in there? Uh, hydroponic, the finest. Oh, yes, this, this is marmor. Best I ever had. I. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> His head bobs and jiggles in time to the music. I thought you loved. It makes an inviting target. My friend, you want. She slides into the back with them. He wants your She readies herself. All daughters are good. Yeah, we all test her balance. Love our doubt. Flings a kick into Sergei's skull. Door on his hand. Give me the keys. Oh, yeah, there you go. Let's get in the boat. Alright. Oh, come on. Well, let off the hand, right? Uh, we're rolling. He's, he's trying to get in the passenger door. That door don't lock. You stop! You stop! He's getting in. So, hold the wheel. Right. Uh, oh, headbutt. You battered him right between the eyes. There you go. Safe now. Oh, you're bleeding. 
tops off. All over your face. You're, you're covered in blood. Shut it, let me drive. 1.45pm, I get the call. Dad's safe and the case is still strapped under the van. I was on my bike but then turned back. I need to make it to Luca's memorial. 2pm. Uncomfortable, flat conversation echoes around the Drea Lecture Hall. Images of a smiling and younger Luca have been culled from social media and projected onto the walls. Aisha. Hey, Aisha, is your dad all right? Yeah, Livy's got him. He's safe. What are you doing up here? I need to show face. Um, well, I knew Luca as well. Do you really think it was the Epos that killed him? Well, last bag I tested actually had a really, really low red cell count. Well, what would that mean? You should know. They'd be completely washed out. What, like Luca was at the end? Yeah. It'd be like he was taking Epos to keep himself going, make himself feel normal. Was it something that happened at Metabeta? That was months ago. I just don't understand it. None of us do. Well, of course he does. Richard. Yeah, look at him. Pressing palms like a bloody priest, isn't he? I'm going to talk to him. Yeah, right. Good luck on that. I can do it. No, no, Aisha, I can't go. No, don't Aisha. dare, Venny. I need you now to strike him. What? Go and talk to her. What do I say? I don't know. Hit on her or something. Aisha. No, perhaps not. Uh, Aisha. Like, uh, tell her she's got high blood pressure. No, wait, I can't do that. Aisha, coward. Just go and do it, Venny. I need you now. I've got to talk to Richard. Come back. So I'll wake up. Oh. Oh. Wake up! Oh. I found out who he is! Whoa, who? Ewan, the Scottish bloke. Oh, it's, uh, it's Bulgarian. Oh, that was Sergei, I mean the other one. Come on, Saul, wake up! This is really important, oh. I want to tell you. Oh. Look, I figured out what he's doing. Where's the ground moving? <sighs> We're on a boat. Oh. My houseboat, where I live. Oh, that. Can you stop him moving? No, so oh. listen. Ewan, he used to work for Blackthorpe. I found it online. They work out in the Middle East. It's that oh. it's one of those security operative oh. companies. They're like mercenaries. Please. Can I go back to sleep? No, so oh. can't. Listen. Ewan's boss there was a woman called Lorraine Sheldrake. Oh. But now now she's on the board at Meta. Yeah. So I reckon she's brought you in along with her and now he's causing problems or stirring stuff up. It's like they're working behind Dreyer's back. Richard knows what they're doing. Well, why would you say that? Well, he like, sets people up against each other. That's what he does. He likes that. Well, how do you know that? Oh, well, I, I, I don't know. So? Sol, listen to me. You knew him, didn't you? No one knows it. You did! You, oh. you knew Dreyer! Come on, Sol, come on! Tell me the truth! Truth? Truth? What is the truth? I'm gonna go unconscious now. 
No one ever gets to speak to Richard. Not like this. Not without a myriad of meetings. Richard? Richard! His time is managed to the minute. Richard, I need to talk with you. It's important. He looks over. He sees me and nearly smiles. Richard, I want to tell you something about Luca. I go to step forward, but a wall of muscle blocks my way. Let her through. Thank you. Richard, I wanted to say, please, don't judge us by him. Don't judge me by what he was. You're talking about the dead boy, aren't you? I, I wanted to tell you, don't, don't judge us by his weakness. No, you didn't. You didn't come here to tell me this, did you? What do you really want, Aisha Cohen? Stand back, everyone. I need to speak to this woman alone. Hmm? Losing Luca has hurt us all, but I, I don't want you to think Stop. that... Stop. Stop. Stop there. I'm talking. Now, Aisha, I was wondering, what makes you different? What makes you stand out? What makes you peculiar? Because that's what the best of us are. I, I, I don't... Shh, shh. Don't. Don't talk. I can't let you talk because... That's what it is. It is how you talk. How you know how to say the right things. You bend people to your will. And you can do it because you understand them. You can make people do things for you, run round you. That's peculiar, isn't it? That's not true. I, I, I just act normally. You're doing it now. Bless you, but you are, you are, look at you, drawing me over. The CEO of your corporation. Do you know what people would pay for my time like this? So listen, listen, stop talking to me about Luca. I know about you. What do you really want? I want to be selected. Let me be a part of it. I'm stronger than Luca ever was. Give me what he was taking. Let me be a part of this company. Let me prove myself. Wait, now, Aisha, let me unpack that. Give me what he was taking. Is that a drug or something? You think he was taking a drug? Let me be part of this company. You think we were giving him drugs? Let me prove myself. That's a direct emotional appeal to me. I will give myself to you, to, to Meta. That is not how it's done here. I don't know what you think you found out or what you know, but if you ever, ever learn of anyone else doing this, corrupting our process, tell us. Tell me. Is that And then he pauses. Are you okay? His body tenses. Richard. It freezes up and he gives me a look. Richard! A hollow look. And a Richard. profound look. Oh my god. A look that I think I know. Richard. It's something in there. Oh my god. Something that is familiar to me. 
Then he's back, and his eyes focus, and for a moment, just a moment, he looks afraid. Three p.m. Lucas Memorial is over. I walk out into the lobby and look up, high into the atrium. There, Kim is, turning her anger onto Shireen. You know what Aisha took from the flat, don't you? Yes, of course you do. You don't need to tell me. It's written all over your face, Shireen. Why are you just sitting there? Tell me. Tell me exactly what happened. Oh, good, it's you. Let's have a chat, shall we? I've been round to Lucas flat. I know what you took. Give it back. Aisha, is this true? Did you break into Lucas' room when I was talking to your friend? I didn't have a choice. Yes, you did. And now you've made Shireen part of this. She is part of Lucas' death. You gave him the drugs. You have your proof, don't you? Is this what you were whispering into Richard's ear? Is this how you're going to climb your way to the top? Oh, you've got such a hard-on for Richard, haven't you, Kim? Good. <gasps> Try anything against me, and I'll destroy this girl here. Shireen was part of it. No. She encouraged him. No. She took the drugs with him. There's emails, messages. Let's make that part of your justice. No, please. Her name will be attached to his death forever. Give me those pills. Get out of here now. Go and get them, and stop pissing around. 4pm now, and we meet on Livy's boat. She's there with Fenny and me. Dad's out cold in the van, sleeping off whatever it was he smoked earlier. It's the company that's doing it to them, not just one woman. But she's the only person we've got proof then on. Then hold back. Do oh. some more tests on the blood. I got you. It might not even be Epos. Fenny can't prove anything with the test. Then what's the point of him? I don't think it's Epos. Oh, my God, Livy. Fenny stuck his neck out, and he's been more useful than you bloody well have. I saved your dad. Oh, right, here we go. Look, what from? Getting stoned from the enemy? Yeah, that's brilliant. He Absolutely knew brilliant. what he was doing. Some got him so twatted off his box, I could take him out. Please, yeah. will you listen to me? I think there's something else going on here. Like what? Give him a minute. It's not just Epos, because it just doesn't make sense that Richard would give them to the staff. Why not? Pretty obvious, isn't it? He wants his little worker be slaving that little bit harder, doesn't he? It doesn't work like that, really. Epos might make a difference if you're cycling up the Alps or running a marathon, but at Meta, where everyone's a... Uh, Desk jockey. Yeah, that. Well, giving them this drug isn't going to make any difference, is it? You'll just end up slapping your keyboard for a bit longer. Right, well, what about if you uh, spread it right over the company, Vinny? They'd make a tiny difference. Like a decimal point of a percentage point difference. Yeah, which isn't worth the risk. No way. So why are they dying, then? Oh, I don't know. But look, right, the EPOs are from Kim, aren't they? Right? She's giving them out. The company are going to want to know that. And Ewan, well, Ewan is working with that woman. Lorraine Sheldrick. Yeah, her. They're covering something, aren't they? If I hand them into Richard, well, they don't trust me. That's too dangerous, Aisha. No, it's not. It's bloody worth it. Yeah, but how do I pin the EPOs to Kim and take down Ewan? Well, without having to get them stoned to do it. I stand alone at the end of the day. 
I lean over the boat rail and look out at the low sun and the mudflats. Kim and Ewan. God, they both want something from me. The pills and the case, all the evidence we have. Gulls squawk and bicker over the beached body of a dead porpoise, pecking and scrapping for carrion. Mum would have been all over this, fighting and shouting. Meta would have had a war on their hands. Kim and Ewan. <laughs> She'd have had the measure of them. A car backfiring. The gulls lift into the air, shrieking their disapproval. And they are no one, really. I don't need to be frightened of them. I, I just need to play them off each other and watch them take one another down. Benny, hurry, I want you to siphon blood out of the packs, take as much as you need for testing, and then seal the rest of the bags, yeah? Leave the blood that much is mine, I want that. Uh, Livy, get me a flight here, it's a metal one. Like you, um, uh, keep your decks in or something. Right. I'm gonna make some calls. Everyone what they want. Kim, you and Richard, everyone gets what they deserve. Eight forty-five p.m. Cafe del Forno, Church Road, Hove. Warm wine in carafes. Warm spaghetti served with amorphous sauce. Paper tablecloths. A grimy glass of warm tap water in front of me. There are a dozen people here. Professional couples overdressed and awkward as they bat stilted conversation back and forth between them. I look out into the street and wait. 8.50pm. Kim walks in. Aisha, why the hell did you want to meet me here? Punctual. Focused. I wanted somewhere in public. Where I knew I'd be safe. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm not a monster. I know what you did to Luca. That's all over, Aisha. Just give me the tablets and I'll leave. 8.53pm. It's happening too fast. I need more time. And then what? We go back to work as per normal? Sit at our workstations and play happy workers all over again? Life is so easy for you, isn't it? 8.55pm. I've seen the way they treat you. The way Richard talks to you. I let her have this moment. Your life is a sham. You sit back and complain and moan about how the world is doing you wrong. I need her to keep talking. You'll never know what it is like to have to work and work and watch others get chosen, become the selected, move on and up while you just get left behind. Why'd you do it, Kim? Drugging the whole team. I mean, why the risk? Luca brought them to me. He was taking them already. He said we should improve our data. I suppose he wanted to take the credit for the whole team. So, where did you get them from? You learn not to ask questions like that. There's things going on in Meta that you'll never believe. People at your level, you have no idea. Aha! Good evening, ladies. Oh, this is uh, double date, my lovely. 9pm. He's here. Aisha. This handsome chap is Sergei. We work together. The other man with the bruised eyes with him. Oh, hello, Aisha. And this is... Who are these people? 9.02pm. The pieces are falling into place. Waiter, over here. Red wine. That is good, no? I look around. No one is watching us. This extraordinary little gathering. The Scot, the Bulgarian, the Indian and the Blonde. Aisha, 
I'm going to leave unless you tell me what is going on. We fit together like a bad joke. A joke that only I know the punchline to. Jim, you and... Mm. You both got your secrets, haven't you? You both want something from me? Just give us case now, bitch. Shut it, sir. Leave it to me. And the room goes quiet. 9.05 p.m. I'm going to give you what you want. Oh. The time is now. The case. It's all here. Really? I'm looking at the door, waiting for it to burst open. You want to check it? What is this? This, Kim, this is yours. This is too small. Hey. These aren't all the pills. 9.06 p.m. and they are not here. Where are they? Hey, there is a sample missing. What do you think you're doing? There isn't anything The missing. one with the eagle on it. No, 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 that's you in know there. which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I can't. Don't don't come. He hey. reaches towards hey. me. Hand it over. Look, everything is in there. No, it's not. Come on. Come on, where is it? Help me. Sit down. And I get up. And as I stand, everyone else in the cafe, all the other diners, stand. Together. At once. Hands on me, hands all over me, trying to hold me back, trying to drag me down. Kim's on the floor. They are on top of her. Bodies are piling on top of you and a knife in Serge's hand. He swings at me. And I run. Over the counter, through the kitchens. And out into the night. Serge follows me into the dark. Down alleys, over walls, past dogs, and through gardens. We leap and twist, but he is fit and fast. I slip and grabs me, but I twist away, up a driveway and into the street. But there is no one there to see us tumble and fight, to watch as he lands, blows and pins me, hands around my neck, forcing me down. And I am alone, and I have lost. <laughs> He's on a moped. Well, on a moped. On its side. Sliding down the street. Penny, are you all right? Oh, God, I'm not the fell. Look out, we've got to go. Oh. There's a helmet over there for you. I pick it up and wipe the blood off the visor. Behind me, Serge lies oh. groaning on the ground. Right, I'll drive, get on the back. Why didn't they come? I waited outside. Why didn't they come? They're already in there. That's why. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. 
Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Aisha, I'm sorry to call you so late. I hope you're okay after the incident last night. I believe there was something of a misunderstanding with our operative. And I, I want to thank you for providing us with all that information. The individuals in question are being dealt with in the appropriate manner. Now, uh, Aisha, I, I know you're likely to be a little shaken up, but I'd like to extend an invitation to you to meet me at the Meta Beta Labs tomorrow as my guest. I want to thank you for all you've done and talk about our future. There'll be a limo waiting for you at 10. Be seeing you. I will. I 
I will. It's super late, like the middle of the night, and I'm not going to ring you, not now. Not after what happened earlier. So I thought I'd just record all this down and let you deal with it in your own time. Right, so I've been digging in Richard's past and your dad's. Sorry, but I wanted to figure out what is going on with him. Right, so you remember way back when your mum and dad had all that website full of all the crazy weird hippie shit about light and Zoroaster and the sun being a god and whatever anyway well I found it on this internet archive I mean it's still out there so back then whenever someone actually designed a website it was a big deal I mean they put the name on it so everyone knew who'd done it like signing it so I called up their old site and I looked down and there it is Webmaster Richard Dreyer on the bottom of every page, clear as anything. And Richard was building websites for your folks 25 years ago. They knew each other. There's no two ways about it. So what do we do about it? What does it mean? Why hasn't Saul said anything? Blood Culture was written by Lance Dan and Phil Connolly and featured the voices of Chetna Pandya, Brian E. Afferson, Jack Claff, Nathan Bryan, Stephen Critchlow, Laura Martin-Simpson, Tam Dean Byrne and Rob Rackstraw. The script supervisor was Lizzie Parkinson and the assistant director was Alan Gilchrist. The music was by Claire M. Singer, Simon James and Michael Jakarczyk. The sound design was by Simon James the biomedical consultant was Dr. Cristino Lo Celso. The executive producer was Nick Ware, and the producer okay, was Lance uh, Blood Culture was a Resonance 104.4 FM production I mean, I, supported I, I, by I the Welcome Trust. I mean, she can take care of herself, but she's, she's like small. Is she small in your mind? That's the thing. Is your head canon of Livy that she's small? I guess I've met Bryony, haven't I? Yeah. She's wiry, isn't she? Y yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's, she's... Oh, that's a good one. How much, as a creator, can you remove the character from the actor? So, part of my background, so obviously you've got a background in, in radio production. My background is in filmmaking, and I've worked as a film editor a lot. And so, I'm working with performances from actors I've never met as a film editor. And I once made the mistake of working on set. So, basically, I, I got to meet and got to know the actors. And it completely interrupted my ability to like work with their material because I knew the people and that interrupted my experience of the work they were doing as characters. I think with audio, I find it really impossible to remove that relationship. Because you populate it in your mind so strongly, right? But I don't get, not what you're talking about in so much as like them as people. 
Um, I think because you only meet these people for a very short time in most audio productions. So you're normally only with them for a week. So they can remain as the characters, but physically they look like mm. they do in real life. Um, so I imagine Livy as a version of Briny, but a slightly more scruffy version of Briny wandering around and getting into punch-ups and things. So one of the things that um, Chetna's got up to um, is she's uh, went appeared on The Archers, which for those of you in, in America who don't know, the Archers is, is like the oldest running soap in the world. It's been going forever, and it's a radio show. And she was a chef, wasn't she, in the Archers? Oh, I think. It? Yes. I I remember. So I, I'm not a big Archers aficionado, but it's just been around forever. It's just part of the, the 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 cultural wallpaper of the UK. And I once saw a picture of a couple of the actors, and it was horrific because they were they, they 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 their faces were wrong. It breaks your head cannon, doesn't it? It breaks your head cannon. But actually, if you uh, and this is something that you only would realise if it's pointed out to you in blood culture. I would hazard a, I would hazard a guess that there's only one physical description of a character, and that is when we first meet Livy at the bottom of that stairwell. Yeah, it's mentioned she's got heavy boots on. I think that's the only <laughs> description of character and physicality. Because basically, as soon as you describe that stuff, it breaks head cannon. Right. Uh, which is why you have to be really careful across it. Like, if you introduce halfway through that, I mean, Livy's got, like, say, purple hair, mm. then everyone's going to have to shift their mental image yeah. of Livy, which we all actually build around these mental images around characters and friends you know and people you've met and other people in other stories. And your personal Livy might not look like our Livy. There's and one, certainly won't look like Bryony. There's one exception, though, which is Jack Claff's face looks exactly like his voice sounds. <laughs> All right, listen, we've been talking plenty. I think what we should do is we should uh, uh, throw back to the studio where um, uh, Dr. Christina... Dr. Professor Christina... Dr. Is, Professor, Professor Christina... He's going to be talking to us about EPOs EPO, and the e science behind EPOs. EPOs, EPOs. Okay, take it away, Dr. Christina. You are saying it right, it's EPO, and it means erythropoietin. Whoa, 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 a little bit slower, please. Erythropoietin? Okay, I'm not sure that helps. And you can uh, buy it on Tinternet. What, you, really? Yeah, you can just type in EPOs and they come up. They, they first came to prominence with a lot of the cycling stories, didn't they? In the yeah, yeah, yeah. 80s, 90s. Oh, sort of Lance Armstrong-y kind of thing. For those of us who aren't scientists, what are these EPOs? So EPO is just one molecule. Okay. Uh, it is one protein which uh, will talk to the cells that make blood and it will tell them that more red blood cells are needed, so please make some more. And so this is why, for example, athletes may want to take it because it will allow them to have more red blood cells and this means they will, uh, they will be able to carry around more oxygen and use more oxygen and burn more oxygen and therefore have a lot more powerful muscles. Well, that sounds great. Why aren't we all taking EPOs yeah, all the time? But do they work? Well, we don't really need it, right? Because uh, we are doing well as we are, and we are having our normal life, and mm. we don't mm. necessarily want never to be doing well enough for superhumans. Yeah, you're <laughs> never doing well enough for meta. Well, that's the thing. If you really want to be a superhuman, that's what you may want to do. Uh, but, for example, people will do alternative things. So, for example, a lot of athletes will train at high altitude, uh, because when you're at high altitude, there is lower oxygen, and the body can sense that, and the response is an increased production of erythropoietin, so that you make more red blood cells, and you adapt. When we were researching, we went to see Professor Chris Cooper in Essex on a rainy day in a very 1970s university. That's a beautiful setting the scene. He's Britain's expert on sports performance drugs. And he's like, oh, EPOs, we're not even sure they work. I mean, is this kind of 
fair to say that the, the advantage they give you would be minuscule? Probably. I guess a lot of it will depend on how it is produced and what it is that you are taking and therefore how potent the erythropoietin will be. It certainly seems to be what I've read in the stories you know, about sports. The more stamina based sports that seem to be using it as opposed to the yeah, not even footballers. It doesn't even benefit a footballer. It's, it's just, if you are cycling up the Alps, having 0.1% better performance will make a difference. I was going to say, so I mean, we're talking about like people who are using their muscles in a major extent, right? Which, which is a, a big suck of oxygen. If you're sat at a desk, obviously the, the, your biggest user of your blood is your brain, right? But is, is it going to make a big difference, do we think, like the, this fraction of a percent of extra oxygen? To be honest, it will probably make a bigger difference to have uh, a healthy lifestyle and get up from the desk every once in a while and get oh, some Oh, you fresh are air. a doctor. Yeah. No drink, pills, drink just live a better less, life. Drink less chai. That's the thing. Just cut down on the chai. The meta thing, it's modelled on these workplaces where they, you know, uh, there's this expression, uh, rank and yank, which is something you have to say really carefully, uh, where they you're graded on your performance in a workplace and they then sack off the bottom 10% of all workers every year to, to clean people out. And Cleaning people out, that, that's a sort of Damocles hand over your head. And it means everyone's scrambling yeah. to over, you know, like, like and over each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stamping on each other. And that's exactly who Kim is. Kim was like that model of someone who, you know, is willing to put her, head, her foot on someone else's head to crash them down and will lie and connive and, you know, do anything she can to climb up. And you'll get them in every single, you know, those damaging people in every single workplace. And, and, and that's the kind of person the workplace is encouraging, right? The, the oh. workplace wants people who will do anything. So, I mean, Kim's real error was frankly not being scientifically literate because if she'd chosen a better drug to, like, judge up her team with, then... Maybe, maybe it would have gone better. <laughs> what drug should she have chosen to shush her team? I, d- I, I don't know. Dr. Christina, what kind of drug would you give your team? <laughs> what, yeah. would you, what would you drip feed your students? <laughs> I actually think that teamwork and having people understand the value of working together and helping each other has much, much better consequences than this constant ranking. And if you're in the top 10%, you will be out no matter how good you and are. That's the thing. That's the kind of, the, that's the two attitudes towards work, isn't it? It's, it one is, is about yeah fostering teamwork and, co- and community spirit and people kind of caring for each other. And the other is a kind of, ultra neoliberal approach where people are kind of slitting each other's throats to, to clamber up. Now, if you're going to create a work environment where everyone's clambering over each other, then you need some way of kind of bringing people together. You look at environments like Apple and there's this weird pseudo religious or sort of spiritual sense of belonging that they seem to engender. They seem to kind of, can we say the C word? What? Cult? Oh, yes, that one. Oh. But that's, that's what Richard is, you know, as well. It's, it's kind of like that work takes over your life to that extent, that the barriers between your private life and your work life go. So Google run on that a lot too. And that the idea of the Google campus and it's all kind of like this play-like atmosphere, but also you are owned by that company. When you go and visit the, uh, the Pixar campus where they make hit movie after hit movie after hit movie, everyone's incredibly excited. There's a... Uh, there's a cereal bar where you can have any of sort of 80 different kinds of cereal. And, and there's like, you know, gyms, da, da, da. And, and people say, oh, this is fantastic. They've got everything for you. And the employees are like, yeah, because they don't want you to leave. They have a huge amount to pick and mix at Facebook, I'm told. <laughs> pick and mix. <laughs> pick and mix. <laughs> sugar. sugar. It's all sugar, isn't it? So Richard is there at the top, this kind of grand, beneficent figure of impressiveness. Uh, but who's coming in the bottom? Who's, who's keeping this edifice up? Well, that's, you know, you've got, the intern culture, which is a huge issue, and and it kind of comes from you know, that culture where people are just grateful to work for free, 
and people made to feel grateful for that. And then there's the selected, who are the people who are chosen and fast-tracked and sort of drawn out of the process. And that's yeah, the whole we don't kind quite of, know what that means yet. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's aspirational. It's giving everyone an aspiration within the company and this opportunity to go up and shoot up through the ranks. And also the kind of Kim thing is that she was mm. never selected. And I kind of like that thing, because I don't know if you've ever been in a workplace where you look around and you think, why you and why you and not me? And what do, what do you know that I don't know? And there always seems to be these people who are like favoured in workplaces and they shoot off their head and you're sort of sat there going, uh, uh, what? And that was kind of like, that's where Kim is, Lance, just looking around. Lance, are, are you really Kim? No, no, Kim's definitely not me. I know who Kim is. <laughs> but if you want to find out more about our fantastic cast, then go to blood-culture.com where you can find out about all of us who work behind the scenes. But you, you can also dig into uh, Meta, the company. You can, well, I think they might be recruiting still. Indeed, yes. You can still go to metabeta.co.uk uh-huh. and try yes. and get in there and get recruited. Although and I see think what happens. Metabeta, despite being a massive multinational corporation, might have run out of T-shirts now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> that may have that option may have gone. Also, can I just point out something about that video? Uh, this is the video. Oh, yeah, the, obviously the video. Yeah, the video that uh, Livy finds. Just a little Easter egg there. Uh, what was it called? Sunrise Party Part 4? Well, this is it. You can find it. That video is real. Watch who else is in that video. Go to YouTube, hunt it down. It's quite high profile because someone else is in that video of note. Ooh, they that's were a good at tease. that party, and it's all part of the same world that they were part of. Drea was there. Possibly Saul's there. And you can actually see Saul. You can see Drea and someone else of note. So and go to else. YouTube, look that up. I will. It's all real. But until next time, this is Lance. Uh, Thank you very much. And Al. Hello. Bye. And Dr. Christina. Bye-bye. And myself, David, saying goodbye and see you next time on Blood Culture. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.